Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. God has already moved in a lot of ways today in this service, and we've already felt him, his presence, and we felt him here, and I'm not just saying this because I feel like I want to speak, just to have a place to preach, because, but today I, well, first I want to run to this kind of thing, God, I preached this message last Sunday in, in Madison, God laid on my heart, Brother Boyd asked me to preach this morning, and I couldn't get away from this message all week, I tried. Because I knew there were several people that was in was in this service tonight, today, that was there last Sunday. So I said, God, you know, they was already there. So I, you know, I felt kind of, you know, just they wanted to hear me again, preach the same message. But I couldn't get away from it. All week long, I tried. But God kept bringing me back to it. And in, in Brother Boyd's closing comments of his sermon this morning, his, it started burning in my soul. He says, this is why I want you to share this message. And I don't want to, and I'm not going to preach the whole thing maybe, but I'm just going to hit the highlights because I think God's got a word. I think he's got a challenge for us today. Today, if you will turn with me to Numbers chapter 20. I'm going to read, it's going to be a quite a, a little bit lengthy reading, but maybe probably the reading be as long as the sermon. But, but today, I just want to just get us to where we're at in this sermon. Bible, Bible says in Numbers chapter 20 and verse 2, it says, And there was no water. For the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chose with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we have died, he when our brethren died before the Lord. Verse 4 says, And why have ye brought up this congregation of the Lord unto this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us made us to come up out of Egypt? to bring us into this evil place. It is no, no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle and to the con- of the congregation. And they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thee rod, and gather thou the, the assembly together. Thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and they shall, then it shall give forth water. And thou shalt bring forth them water out of the rock, so that thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts to drink. And Moses t- took the rod from before the Lord, as he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, here now, ye rebels, must we fetch water out of this rock. Verse 11 says that Moses lifted up his hand 
And with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank, and their beast also. The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not, to sanctify, sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given thee. To do it today, if, if you will, lay your Bibles down and pray with me today that I'll share this message. I'll title this message, Short of the Promised Land. Let us pray right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, I now ask you, Lord Jesus, to anoint me. Anoint me, Lord Jesus, as a vessel. Lord, that I can bring this word like you laid it on my heart. Lord, that you, Lord Jesus, touch this, this group of people, Lord Jesus, and allow this word to settle into their lives, Lord Jesus, and allow them to be, let it be applied to their lives. Lord, I ask you today, Lord Jesus, in this service, for your anointing to flow, your spirit to be poured out. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Because I believe God is not through here today. He's done a lot of things, but I believe he's not through. He, he bid them to speak to the rock, which he also has bid, was also bidden. He says to shame the people. He says, speak to the rock. That's what he told them to do. Speak to the rock for it to be a testimony against the people because they had been spoken to so many times and they would not hear or they wouldn't obey. So God has spoke to him, told him to speak to the rock. And he says, the Bible says that their hearts were harder than this rock. Not so tender, not so yielding, not so obedient. This rock was more obedient than the hearts of the people. He, he promises that the rock should give forth water. And the water came out abundantly. This is an instance of not only the power of God, that he could fetch water out of the rock, but it was of his mercy and grace that he would do such for a provoking people. Moses and Aaron acted improperly in the management of this manner, so much that God was displeased and told them immediately. He didn't wait around. He told them immediately they should not have the honor of bringing Israel into Canaan. He put them under the disgrace of dying as all the other unbelieving Israelites did, short of Canaan. They did not, did not do what God told them to do. They just, they just did what they felt like they had to do. They did not listen to what God told them. God bade them to speak to the rock, and they spoke to the people and smote the rock, which at this time they were not ordered to do, but they spoke speaking what they thought speaking would not do. When in distrusting the power of the word, we have recourse in the power in matters of pure conscience. We do, as Moses here, we smite the rock so many times in our life when we should just be speaking. When we should be just trusting the word of what God says. We think we have to take it in our own hands. We think we have to do what we think we have to do. We think we have to apply our abilities when we just leave it to God. Second, they assume too much of the glory of this work. They wondered themselves. They said, must we fetch water? They took that on us. And Moses was this, and Aaron was saying, must we fetch the water out of the rock? Not who was going to supply the water in the beginning. As it was done by some powers of worthiness of their own. 
If we was, they was acting like it was something they was doing. And that's where they took on responsibility of the water coming forth because the water did come forth even though they were disobedient. But God was promiseful. His mercy supplied the needs of his people. So many times in our life we find ourselves maybe not be doing just what God said. We don't mean not be going right where he wants us to go. But God still blesses us. And we take that as confirmation in our life. Because we take that as because even though we're not doing, not worshiping him like we should, we still feel his blessings in our life. We still feel the we under the umbrella of the blessings, even though we come short in his obedience to him. Too often God's people are starving and thirsting, but not truly for him. People are looking for mercy and looking for knowledge. They're even looking for truth, but they're looking for all these in the wrong places. We have to have a progressive walk with God. We have to drive closer to God. This is a daily fellowship. God is calling us to an intimate communion with Him. The Bible says in Psalms 42, He says, As a heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after Thee. O God, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come? and appear before God. Just as the water, we need water to live. We do need God. We need that relationship with God. We really do have to have a daily walk with God. We have to have a close walk with God. We strive to have that walk with God. Moses, he had that kind of relationship with God. He had a daily walk with God. He led his people. He led the people out out of Egypt. So he was close to God. He had a daily walk with God. But when it came down, he had some things in his life that kept him from crossing unto the promised land. Today, that's what I want to talk to us today. I believe in our life sometimes. I think we're, some of us have got some things in our life that may hinder us from seeing the promised land. So many times I grew up in church. I grew up around church and I've heard many messages preached and it would be a terrible, horrific thing if, if I, I sat on the church pew and, and got one day close one day before entering the promised land and wasn't able to enter in because I had sin in my life as brother Boyd said in his closing comments he says we have to check our heart because we may have something small we may even know what that thing is it may be something that's going to hinder us from seeing the promised land God's calling requires us to obey his word not just part of his word, but he calls us to obey all of his word. Jesus says in Luke 13 and 5, he says, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He says in John 3 and 5, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We have to abide by this word. You're not going to make it over to the promised land unless you apply this word to your life. Mark 16 and 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. In Acts 2, Peter instructs us how to be saved. Acts 2 and 38, he says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the plan that God laid out for us to make it to the promised land. If we have to apply each part of this, we can't apply just one part of this. We can't just take what we want of this. We have to apply it all to us. We have to apply every word in this Bible to our life. If we don't apply this word to our life, 
we will not see the promised land. Just good, a good walk with God is not sufficient enough to get us to the promised land. We must not only believe God's word, we must apply it to our lives. It doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God. I know I'm speaking to a, a multiple of, congreg- of generations here. There's people that's been sitting on these pews, been in this church longer than I have been alive. There's people that's been walking this way for many, many years. There's people here today, maybe your first time ever been in a church service, in an apostolic church service. But it doesn't matter, I'm speaking to us all. We're here today because we've got to make it to heaven. And we've got to make sure everything in our life is right. We all need to heed the word and draw closer to that one that can carry us across the threshold. Moses and Aaron wasn't the only one in the Bible that came up short in their life. Adam and Eve, they got kicked out of the garden. Samson died taking out the enemies. Lot's wife, as Brother Boyd even mentioned this morning in his service, she got turned to a pillar of salt holding the hand of an angel. David couldn't build the temple because of the sin in his life. And this list could go on and on where people came up short in their walk with God because of sin, things in their life. Little things, sometimes it may not seem like it was much, but there's things in their life that that kept them from doing what God wanted them or kept them out of the promised land. It would be horrific to get just that close, close enough to see heaven, but could not go in. Today, if we're here today, and you need to repent of sins in your life, the Word of God says in Luke 13 that we must repent to enter the promised land. Today, in closing today, as you stand... Today, if you're here in the need of being born of the water and of the Spirit, it is recorded in John 3 that Jesus said that we must be born of the water and of the Spirit before we can enter to the kingdom of God. Today, I ask you today to search your heart and make sure there's nothing in your heart today that will keep you from seeing the promised land. Today, as we, we each one of us go to prayer today, is as your eyes close today, I want each one of us to, to look in our hearts today. And we may know what it is today. We may know what we may have in our heart that may be hinder us today. If we know that today, we need to deal with that today before we leave this place. I ask you today, I'm opening the altars today of this church. Today, if you have something in your heart that you know of, or if some things you may not know of, I don't want to even take a chance today. I invite you to come today. Lord, and find your place to pray and make sure everything is right because I believe God is coming back soon. And I don't want to be one day late. I don't want to be one day that close and not be able to enter the promised land. Today, I ask you today to find a place to make sure everything in your heart is right. And that way you can enter in the promised land today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. 
Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.